Hello everyone, I am Manny. And I'm Wyo. Welcome back to the Kink Buffet Podcast. This is episode 12 of season 3. And as promised, we're going to announce where we are because we are someplace different. We finally, we're on the move. We actually spent a week in Branson, Kentucky. Missouri. Branson, I say Kentucky? Yeah. Branson, Missouri. It's all a blur. Now we're in Kentucky. No, we're not. We're in Tennessee. Oh. We drove through Kentucky to get here. But we, we went out today and saw the, uh, the world's largest fork. A fork in the road. It was a fork in the road, but it was... It was a, like 25 feet tall. Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was a fork. <laughs> it, was a, it was a giant we fork in the road. We also saw a place where an Air, Air Force man yeah. crashed because he was in pursuit of a UFO. Yes. Now, this is... We're not going to go down that rabbit hole debating the existence of UFOs. But what is fact is that he reportedly saw something that was unidentified. And the people, the radar people didn't know what it was and asked him to track it. And he was tracking this object when he crashed. And he was supposed to be out like counting goats or something. Yeah. Like that. So this is, <laughs> so this is, Yeah. <laughs> Now you're thinking of the helicopter that saw the thing in Utah. I know. <laughs> but so, so the fact was, is he, there was something unidentified he was following. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that was a glare from an, the sun. Or, or an actual alien is not. Or a, or a, a weather balloon. We don't, yeah, we're not, that's not the debate. Anyways. Just like people's kinks, we don't pass judgment on people's <laughs> ideas of. How the world or spiritual or anything like that. If you want to believe it, if you want to do it, it's up to you. Go for it. Have fun. We should all just enjoy ourselves and why bother passing judgment on the way people enjoy themselves. I just Exactly. But we're gonna go to every single tourist spot we see and if they put down a marker Because that's what we enjoy. Because that's what we enjoy. <laughs> we like the absurd. Even mm-hmm. if the serb is real, we don't care. Right. It's still absurd. We are doing this podcast because we got another question from a uh, a listener. And I don't think we need to read the whole question because it was a really nice long email, but I think we can paraphrase what it's about. Yeah. And In then a nutshell, it. the idea is how do you practice power exchange when you are not present with your partner? If you are in separate cities or you are traveling for a period of time and not together, how does DS work when you're apart? And we're going to speak more specifically to a legitimate distance because it's a whole separate topic when you live together, but you have separate workplaces. You know, that's right. that's more that could fall into a real obvious DS structure. You know, when you're at work, you follow these protocols. Mm-hmm. That's different than actually being someplace else, right? And prolonged separations. And this is one of those areas where we are not experts. We do have some practical experience. But we have some practical experience right. because when I met Wyo, I was traveling and she was not for a while. But it was not as formal as people who 
really do have higher protocol levels and from and more established mm -hmm. protocol from from a distance. So right. what we're going to do, why don't we first share our experience and our experience and lack thereof. Okay. With with exactly where we were at at this stage for us. And then we can talk about cuz we also have experience just being in the community knowing people being well read some ideas for how we can how someone might approach this for sure for sure so for us well why don't you start so like you said early on in our relationship you were traveling all over the country and i was not so we were still keeping up by phone mostly and text i would come visit occasionally mm -hmm. you would come out to see me occasionally but most of our time was apart right physically and we had the idea that this that a power exchange relationship was what we both wanted and that it seemed that we were both a fit for each other but we had not fully negotiated what those rules would look like outside of the bedroom is that accurate? Yeah, and, and there are two things that established this. The first was we identified this way. I mean, I was on a dating app, on a, on a kink app, where I said I was dominant. You were on said kink app saying you were submissive. Mm -hmm. We were a, a fit as far as how we identified, but more than that, it was our natural, was, is our natural roles right. it is who we are so even if we had never actually uttered those words or even heard of ds relationships we likely would have settled into these roles just more clumsily because they wouldn't have been negotiated and formalized right but we would have settled into this is our dynamic right mm -hmm. so before we had established anything we also had established that we were both going to continue to be polyamorous in our if we formed a new relationship as we formed our new relationship that was not going to change and part of some of the control variables that we exercised during that early period related to sort of testing the waters on how the polyamory was going to work itself out Especially since you were meeting people during your travels and I had partners that I was continuing to see. Yeah, you had three partners when I met you, two, two men and one woman. Right. And I had no real formal partners, but I was in sort of relationships with a number of women. Mm -hmm. but, and actively seeking more. Yeah. But I also have expressed in some of the other episodes that I kind of have a bandwidth limit when it comes to relationships. Like three is kind of my my maximum. Just emotionally, spatially with, you know, logistics of schedules and stuff like that. Three is pretty much all I can handle without feeling stressed out. And so when you entered the picture, I kind of had to figure out where the slack was going to come. It was kind of nice that you weren't going to be in the physical space all the time because that 
made that less urgent, but I still had what I felt was a need to check in with you and let you know where I was going to be, which, which I would do with a relationship partner, not somebody that I'm just casually playing with. And because I was traveling the people I met, which were more than three, were, I mean, none of them were as, quote, serious as any of your relationships. Mm -hmm. It would be exchange a funny meme while the person was at work and maybe we talk on the phone for 20 minutes that night, but that would be the extent because I'm traveling. I was either in their town or I'm going to be in their town. Right. As opposed to having someone in town where you're engaging with them regularly. Mm -hmm. So I could see more than three people, but they were all casual. Well, and you could anyway. I mean, you just have different emotional availability than I do. Like, that's just my upper limit. Okay. And and I've, I've found that out through trial and error. Right. So. And, yeah. but actually, I'll, so our first act of dominance was actually do, do you, you you'll remember it when i bring it up but it was over the telephone before we met do you recall um refresh my memory when i told you what our first meeting was going to look like oh <laughs> that is well what it, we, that is what it was yeah okay so but that was a couple of weeks into the conversation back and forth negotiating what we would want to play like and all those things what things were going to look like and, right and i thought we have a unique opportunity because we've never met in person mm -hmm. we are never going to have not met in person once we meet in person ever again so right. so we'll never have it there's an opportunity to to play with something that we can only do one time ever. Mm -hmm. And what I told you was, what I was coming to see you, I was going to be around for four days. We already knew I was going to be staying with you. We already mm -hmm. discussed that. Right. I, I mean, I can't imagine it. Like, we might not have clicked on anything long term, but I mean, we knew each other well enough to know we were going to enjoy each other's company for four days. So that, right. that was easy. Mm hmm and I told you, since you had never met me in person, that when I showed up at your house, that I wanted you inside the living room when I got there, naked, on your knees, hands behind your back, blindfolded, mm -hmm. and that I was going to come in to your house and do whatever I wanted to with you before you ever saw me. Mm -hmm. And then you were going to take off the blindfold after I was done. Right. That was an act of dominance. Mm -hmm. It was not in control because I asked you if we could do that. I didn't tell you to do it because, I mean, I might have worded it. I don't remember. I might have worded it as, <laughs> here's what you're going to do when I get there. Right. But I certainly if you had said no, wouldn't have been offended at that. Right. But we also had enough relationship and comfortable with the chemistry for weeks. For weeks. This, if that kind of thing came up on the first conversation, instant slam door, red flag, 
you know, right. blocked on the on the line. Yeah, that's one like, of the the red flags we tell people. That we have an right. episode on red flags, and we tell new submissives if someone's talking to you on the phone on the first day or two, and they're trying to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're no. not the real deal for one, and because the I, likelihood that they'll and harm you is very high so um, it, it wasn't like that it no it, it wasn't d- don't want it to sound cringy but that it, yeah that was the first time that that sort of line got crossed because up until there it was very much an equal negotiation oh i'm into this oh you like that well what about this thing that i like well, you know and and that was really the only reason that came up was because I knew that you were extremely sexual mm-hmm. and kinky and that this would be something that mm-hmm. you couldn't do ever with me again, but also with someone you just met again, because when you meet somebody after a couple of days, you're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to have this scenario like this probably ever in your life right? to do this kind of kinky thing mm-hmm. that would be fun. Which we didn't actually end up doing. We didn't have to, yeah. <laughs> it, it, something ended up coming up. You had yeah. you had something to do, and then I said, let's meet for sushi. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we had sushi. So that was a, we had a sushi date. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very traditional vanilla date. Yeah. It was great. It was. And the next uh, um, the next act of dominance was while I was there, which was, Outside of the bedroom. Outside of the bedroom. Yeah, in the bedroom, it was clearly, that's, right. that was our roles. Mm-hmm. But I gave you some instructions, and you responded with, yes, sir. But it was still just playful mm-hmm. at that point. You were playfully saying you weren't, it wasn't protocol. Right. We were just being playful. Like I said, at this point, since we had not formalized anything, I didn't expect anything. Right. Uh because I'm, I am traveling, and I told you that, you know, we talked early on about the the dynamic we were both interested in, and I said, yeah, let's talk about it, and maybe we can formalize something in six months. Mm-hmm. But until that point, uh, there was nothing formal. We did discuss having a more formal dynamic while we were together. We set into those roles, but we certainly hadn't formalized the relationship. Right. However, you pointed out to me today, because when this topic came up, I said, well, we didn't do any DS from the road, any mm-hmm. power exchange when I was traveling. And you said, well, yeah, we did a lot of it. Yeah, we did. And I said, no, we didn't. And you said, <laughs> yes, we did. I said, explain. And then you started to give examples. And I realized that you were correct. Mm-hmm. We, we had very much taken on these roles. Right. And again, I think it was just the fact that these are our personality <clears throat> types and it's what we both had the idea of that that was, you know, the, the way our relationship was going to evolve eventually, but the formalities hadn't been put down. Yes. And that, that, I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> The first time it came up, you brought up. Was when I was going to visit one of my other partners. Um, I I just felt compelled to tell you, which I 
I wouldn't do with the other partners. Like I wouldn't like, yes, I would let them know I'm going to be offline or inaccessible for a period of time because I'm with somebody else. That's not a big deal. But I, I was seeking not really approval, but I just, I was more like gauging your response to make sure that the things we were talking about pursuing were we're still okay. Well, you wanted to make sure I wasn't full of shit, too. Right. Like, when I'm... Like, you say, it's okay for me to go be with another person. Is that Actually what I mean. Yeah, because a lot of times it's not. Once it's put into action, that's, you know, that's where the rub's going to happen. And so, you know, it was just... I'm... It's not only I'm going to be offline, but more of a check-in. Are you okay? There was even a time where I had um, some somewhat of an incident with one of my partners, and I told you the details well, about it. Let's talk about that in a second. Okay. Because I think that's that's an important t- discussion about control and okay. what control is, I think, acceptable and which where it crosses lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that point, one of the areas where I did exercise control which is ironic because it's really the opposite of what people might expect. It was when you, like, I know that you weren't checking in. Like, like if you were with one person, one of your partners, you didn't feel the need to call your other two partners to reassure them. Oh, I'm still thinking about you. Right. Like that just wasn't part of the dynamic. It was mm-hmm. a complete, uh, what's, um, polyamory anarchy relationship relationship anarchy yeah yeah it was just they a, knew there were other people involved everybody when it's their turn they get my attention fully and it's expected that if i'm with one of my other partners that that person is getting my attention fully and so don't expect an immediate reply from the text messages and that's pretty much it right and so when you were with once from the time you met me almost immediately when you would go be with one of your other partners I would get text messages from you where you would say, "Oh yeah, they're just they're they're in the bathroom. I just wanted to say hi." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, like every chance you got, you um, when you had a moment, or hey, they fell asleep next to me. I just wanted to, to say good night to you, mm-hmm. um, and it was really sweet because you know you were letting me know you were thinking of me, but I started to pick up on the fact that you weren't just thinking of me. Mm-hmm. That you were, and tell me if I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, tell me if I am phrasing this wrong, but because you viewed the relationship with me as something more than your other relationships, our relationship was the one you were afraid of losing by being polyamorous. Right, and so you were wanting to reassure me. Here I am traveling. I I could be, you know, uh, either in a hotel by myself. I could be at a taking a nap in a truck stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be with another partner too. But a lot of nights that wasn't all the time. Right, and I could, I started to get the feeling that what you were really doing was checking in on me to make sure I was okay. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Right, and I thought it was really sweet. And I thought that it, I, I mean, it, it meant 
something to me. I mean, I, I understood the intent. But I was concerned that you were losing you were losing some of the experience that you have with other partners because you weren't fully present with them because you were distracted worrying about me. Right. And it's one thing if you're just thinking of me and, and hey, I want to just send you a picture or say, hi, that's fine. I have no, I, I, so this is what I told you. I said, I have no problem. There's no rule against you messaging me. If you're thinking about me or you want to say goodnight, that's fine. I said, but if you're messaging me because you're having anxiety, then don't message me. If you go to see your partner and I hear from you tomorrow afternoon, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to do anything that's going to take away from your experience with them. Right. And so I instructed you not to text me, but it wasn't against the rules. Mm -hmm. It just can't be for can't be over because of anxiety. Anxiety isn't a part of this relationship. Right. And that was exercising control, but in a very probably ironic way. I was exercising control telling you not to worry about me. Right. And that you were confident in the situation, the way it was progressing, which is an exercise in dominance for sure. Um, yeah, it, and it, all that, you know, like intuitively you look at that situation and be like, well, how is telling somebody that you don't want them to think about them while you're gone supposed to make them feel better about you? But it did. It makes me feel closer to you. So the the separation. Well, it's it's easy. It's it's that's what compersion is. Right. Compersion is I want I care more about your happiness than anything. Mm -hmm. If you were at a concert and enjoying the concert, I want you to enjoy the concert as much as possible. If there is going to be something that gives you anxiety and takes away from the enjoyment of the concert, and I can eliminate that anxiety so you enjoy the concert more, I'm going to do that. That's what love is. That's what compersion is. Mm -hmm. So I was instructing you to get that part of your head, the anxiety out, because that's taken away from your pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's why you're still allowed to message me goodnight if you want, because that just if that gives you pleasure, that's a positive. Right. And it even got to a point where there you had one of your three partners where you would text me in bed next to him and we would video chat. The, I would chat with the two of you. Mm -hmm. And there was a complete openness in that situation that you told him that you were going to be messaging Manny. Mm -hmm. But there was no anxiety there. Right. That's why it was okay. Mm -hmm. So it was a weird type of, of control on my part. Right. But that probably made you feel that this is going to work. Right. Right. And that it, it affirmed what I was looking for because I, I know that what we had negotiated was, was a reality. It wasn't just words that you were telling me be, so that I heard what I want to hear, basically. Yeah. Well, and you know, part of it, part of it is that I, I, I wanted to control that. It was partially, I mean, a large part, of, you know, it's compersion, right? That I want you to be happy. But it's also because I expect the same from you. Mm -hmm. I expect when I'm with somebody or if you or I are 
with a woman, which we have been, mm -hmm. that my happiness matters to you and you will do what it takes to make sure that I am secure and I am happy and I'm not worried about you mm -hmm. because that would take away from my pleasure. Right. But I can't expect that from you and not give it to you. Mm -hmm. So I'm controlling it, but I'm controlling it with the goal of getting it back. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, you know, I require it back. I was about to say, I want it back. That's not right. Mm -hmm. I have to have it back or else it just doesn't work. Right. So that was control from the road. And so you're right. I, I was very much in control of that situation. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that's what I was doing until you told me today. <laughs> it's true. Well, and so a lot of times people think about when you are separated, that it's about keeping the sexual tension and like it can be it like can you be. can require somebody to ask permission to wear panties that day or wear a butt plug during the day or stop during the day and masturbate and send me proof like task oriented things are a great way to do that but power exchange is so much more than that and like we're just describing it it goes into the the control and the actual intimacy of the relationship and that's where the power exchange right is played out you know when it's lifestyle it is mm -hmm. the example you were going to give earlier uh -huh. about the incident that happened right go ahead and share that and i think it's okay to even share a little bit of detail okay so i had a play night set up with one of my other partners and the it the, the what happened is that it, we had talked about a certain set of things that were going to happen that night and midstream during the scene be, be more specific it was going to be a more of a light playful night midstream during the scene that changed it and we didn't negotiate any of that the way this relationship was set up is that each time we got together was like a new time. So can I can I explain a little more? Because because there are people listening that won't. Like I'm I'm trying to listen to this as somebody who is outside the community. Okay. They're not going to understand at all what you're talking about. Okay. Um, it was an impact scene. It wasn't supposed to be an impact scene. Okay. So with impact meaning being hit with objects to cause right. pain because you enjoy pain my partner is a, a sadist and i'm a masochist and that's the way we play so um this time particularly we were going to do other things because there was some other skills that this t this top has that i wanted to try out and so we did not negotiate any impact play when this relationship was set up it is was negotiated that each time we got together, negotiation would start from scratch. So there was no carryover from what you did last time to me is okay this time. And if, since that was the case, I was not expecting it to change midstream, which it did. Now I wasn't upset about it because he still respected my safe words and I didn't feel like really any lines were crossed as far as the way I was treated 
the only thing that was possibly a consent violation is that I had not consented to impact on that evening. And the, the, the clarification of consent violation, it's not that he did anything that you said no to. Right, and I didn't say for during the process. It, it, the question of consent in this is that if a person consents to something mid-scene during a BDSM scene where there's bondage involved and restraints and uh, maybe physical pain being caused, certainly there's psychology happening. I don't believe that you can get consent midway through that. Consent must be given before when the person is of sound and sane mind right. because in that moment, a person may not feel capable of saying no. Right. It, now, well, this, and it's this is can... not, well, let me be clear. This is, this is my opinion. Okay. There are people in the community that would say consent is consent and you have free will at any time, mm -hmm. and they're not wrong. Right. This is, this is completely subjective. But my opinion is that you cannot agree to something before a scene starts. And once the person's in mid stasis, to mm -hmm. say or just do something differently than you agreed upon. Right. Even if you say, well, they never said no, I think that falls into an area that I'm, I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Opinion, not fact. Right. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. but Yeah, it's akin to like in the vanilla world like you're having some kind of you know heavy petting or something like you're making out and they put a finger in you and it's like I didn't say that that was on the table so you know it's it's definitely an encroachment this wasn't the first time we had played I let it slip so you know if I would have said hey wait a minute we didn't agree to that or safe worded, I and he didn't stop. I think I would have. This is just me because it was like this was my relationship with this person. I chose to let it go. I still enjoyed the night. I still liked everything that we did and had a good time. But I let you know about it because of our our relationship that we were building together. I wanted you to know what had happened and get your opinion on it which i took took to heart it was it and, was important to me and i gave the opinion that i just gave a minute ago mm -hmm. that i i didn't like it at all right i wasn't wasn't happy at all with that but what didn't happen is that you didn't like forbid me to see him no or never exercise control over you know well now i'm going to pick all your play partners or Nope. Anything like that. I never would do that because I said never. Uh, I absolutely would stop you or forbid you from a certain play partner in certain cases. Mm -hmm. We hadn't even negotiated that I had this level of control. Right. But I certainly had enough control to say, I'm going to be in control in this situation. And if you can't respect that, then we're maybe not a good match mm -hmm. if I'm going to be moving to this level. The reason I didn't exercise any control, number one, we hadn't negotiated that I had a say over it. Mm -hmm. uh, but number two, we are both polyamorous. Right. We play with other people. 
if if I felt that you were being manipulated, if I felt like you were being deceived, if I felt like you didn't see something deceitful in a person, and I felt that it was best for you, I would exercise control and say, no. I just would. Mm-hmm. Because we all have blinders. We've all had, in the vanilla world, we've all had friends who have had relationships with people where we wish we could just stop it because we can see so clearly the person, see, see something that the person who is in love or has feelings or is attracted to doesn't see. Right. It's like, it's obvious on the outside. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I felt there was anything unsafe or un, like, like not un, well, unsafe is, is fair, mm-hmm. then I would have stopped it. Right. I also, I have an obligation to protect our relationship as this evolves, it wasn't quite at that point, but if I felt like something was harmful to our relationship, then I also have a responsibility to protect our relationship. Mm-hmm. If that person was trying to come between us, although there wasn't really us yet formally, mm-hmm. then I would inject myself. Right. None of those things happened. Mm-hmm. I simply didn't like the guy. Right. But you weren't unaware of what was happening. You weren't unaware of what he did mm-hmm. and you didn't think it was okay but you also you didn't personally find it as big of a deal as me right and you accepted it as he's a good man we have a good relationship i don't like the thing he did he's a human he's not perfect mm-hmm. I, I i accept it and i still feel safe with him right and it, it in that situation it, it's not my place to say you can't see this person because I don't like them. No. That, that, that is not a reason for me to exercise control. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't and I didn't. And so I, you asked me how I felt. I told you one time exactly how I felt. I wasn't, did I beat around the bush? No. I was very clear about it. Mm-hmm. You didn't like it. I didn't agree and I still kind of don't. You, and you don't have to. <laughs> and, yeah. and you don't have to. And I, I never told you that you had to agree and mm-hmm. I've never brought it. It hasn't come up until this moment. Right. You asked my opinion. I told it to you. And, and then even since then, you've, when you've mentioned him, I've said, oh, how's he doing? I mean, I'm. Right. Never with malice or. No. You're I'm, still talking to that douchebag or anything. No. If you asked me if I thought he was a douchebag, my answer would be yes. <laughs> So what? That, 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 but that doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. If, if this was a, a vanilla world, who says I have to like all your friends? No. I mean, most wives have friends of their husband they don't like. Uh-huh. I mean, borderline all of them. Uh, yeah, that was the case with my ex. And, <laughs> and so what? It's not your place, right? My friend. You tolerate them because it's your friend. You not know, mine. and if yeah. you and if that friend was giving your husband crack, mm-hmm. then you might step in and, and want to say, "I need to exert control over this." But as long as that friend is just someone who annoys you that you don't like, mm-hmm. and by the way, you're in that example, your husband. If you say, "Hey, that guy's an asshole," your husband's pro- response will probably be, "I know, I know." <laughs> What's your point? Yeah, I accept that as part of him. So uh-huh. that's how I felt. Polyamory is about friendships with sex involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to a large extent, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I didn't try to exercise control from the road. Mm-hmm. 
I just well, in some ways, mm -hmm. in, in in those ways, it wasn't right. it wasn't established. We yeah. hadn't agreed upon it. Right. So our dynamic really was that. Uh, I suppose another area was, and this is how you would feel anyways, with even out the DS part, but I was going to do exactly what I was going to do on the road. Mm -hmm. And you weren't going to have any control over what I did. Right. I didn't say, do you mind if I have sex with this woman I met in Birmingham? Mm -hmm. I told you I met a woman in Birmingham and here's her picture. Mm -hmm. But I told you, right. but I didn't ask you. So I guess that's a level of power exchange. Mm -hmm. You didn't really ask me, but you kind of were asking for my approval. Right. In, in a way, or it was gradually becoming you asking permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. It just evolved that way, and we eventually did formalize that that level of control in the relationship so they it was where we were mm -hmm. kind of feeling it out and figuring out what worked and what yeah. didn't and we've been together since mm -hmm. and we haven't had any need need for that but lots of couples aren't in that situation mm -hmm. they're either apart at times and everything from business trips to being deployed Right. For months on end. Mm -hmm. Or they could simply not live together. Right. And the person that wrote the question was asking about that was their situation. They don't live together. And when, I, I, from what he said, they're establishing a really good DS dynamic. Mm -hmm. Sounds like they got a good relationship. Right. And when he tried to exercise control over the phone in a certain situation, it to went... It, quote, unquote, dom her. Yes, yeah. I tried to dom her on the phone. He says it went off the rails and didn't work. Mm -hmm. And without speaking to him, my suspicion is I'm going to... Could be wrong, but I, I would say 90% chance he was probably in the wrong... They probably had not negotiated him having this control over the phone. Right. Because if they have this growing DS relationship and she is submitting to him, my guess is that he tried to exercise control in an area where she was hadn't mentally gone to a place of submission. Mm -hmm. And if she's not in that state of submission, then it becomes like your coworker trying to control you at work and you're like, Go fuck off. Right. Like, oh, whoa there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. wait, back off. <laughs> yeah. Because you have, like you said, you have to mentally put yourself in a place. I'm going to submit in these areas. Absolutely. Maybe all areas, but you have to actually put yourself there. Mm -hmm. And so he probably tried to exercise control. And then my, I, boy, the way I'm going to read so much into this, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm guessing that when she pushed back, that made him push harder. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, well, no, I'm in this role now. Right. And... All that would have to be or could have been alleviated with negotiation because if they negotiated and agreed that that scenario worked, whatever mm -hmm. that scenario was, and she pushed back, pushed back, he simply would need to remind her, we've discussed this, mm -hmm. when we're on the phone and we're dealing with this subject matter, 
I am in control, so I'm going to tell you how we're going to handle this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we're, we're human. I'm not saying she wouldn't have still pushed back. But if she did, then she would be in the wrong. Right. And therefore, there would be a point of communicating later why that exchange didn't work with her hopefully being able to see that that was a position that she could have backed down from. Right. And then you assess if that is a level of control that you're willing to negotiate on or if it's something that you just don't submit. Yes, and it also can be negotiated afterwards. We always mm-hmm. we talk about this a lot. In that scenario, he's trying to exercise control over her in an area. Had they negotiated that he is in control of that area, her responsibility is to submit to him then. Right. She agreed to it. That's what they agreed upon. That was negotiated. That's what she must do. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that the next day she can't come back and say, hey, next time this comes up, that didn't work. That We're didn't not work. We're not going to do it this time. Let's talk mm-hmm. about how we can do it. And then you mm-hmm. bring it back to the table and renegotiate. Mm-hmm. But you don't renegotiate in the moment. Right. And the reason you don't is simply because that just, that violates the whole spirit of why this works. Mm-hmm. Because if you can always renegotiate in the moment to control, then by, you be, then by you definition, just create a power struggle. there's no control. Right. You're, you're not giving control. Mm-hmm. Because it's always up for debate. Right. That's that's why this will fail. Mm-hmm. Not the relationship, but that exchange. Right. Negotiating afterwards, always acceptable. Mm-hmm. So that's where the uh, the submissive has equal power to the dom. Right. Just they they submit, but you you know full well that tomorrow we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. And you can negotiate to. Have those controls be present when you're only going to be playing on weekends when you're together. And then when you're separated, you're fully autonomous people. I don't have to check in. I don't have to. I can make my own decisions. I don't have to check with you on what I'm going to wear today. You know, whatever the situation is, it's all about the negotiation. There's not a single rule. There's not one rule that must be followed by every party. No. It is Every area is up for negotiation. And if you're a part, there is no, like, you can't buy a guidebook to say, here's what you do, because how often do you see the person? How often do you talk on the phone? Do you date other people? Do you, what areas do you have a say in? I mean, these are all going to come up. I mean, you probably aren't going to have control over someone's clothing every day if you're in another state, right? Unless, unless you negotiate unless, it, unless you want to, mm-hmm. in which case you take the steps. You have to bring out the do the daily Zoom meeting where you go to the closet with the person, or send you know three outfits laid out on the bed and let and master them. pick the one. Or, but if you are living together, that becomes a really simple thing mm-hmm. to do. That if that's something that you agree upon and negotiate, mm-hmm. but if being apart, you. You typically won't do certain things, but you certainly can. Um, I will say that if there's something, this is a, for doms. Mm-hmm. If you think about, if you think about the military, soldiers couldn't exist if they were forced to stand at attention twenty four hours a day. Right. They've got to be at ease a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but they snap into, you know, into attention 
when the drill sergeant enters the room where they snap into attention. They go from being a regular person to a soldier back to a regular person, but they're a regular person most of the time, right? Right. I've never been in the military, but I think most of the time mentally, you're, you're just you're a just, guy. You're just yeah. a guy or a girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so having protocol for your submissive or your slave when you're apart, unless they want something really structured, I would say be wary of how much protocol, because it's really easy to say, hey, do these things when I'm not there. And then, then you're relieved of all effort. Mm-hmm. And now they have to work really hard for it. Mm-hmm. But that, I, by the way, all up for negotiation, but just I would say that be careful with making it not fun. Right. Unless the person really, really wants it. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something that they really need. Like if, if, if you're. If it's something they want or need, then, then it, give them everything they want. Right. If your submissive needs meditation time, then require it. You know, if they just can't unplug from their day without meditating for five minutes when they get home from work then make them do that assign it and and have them send proof or whatever the thing is that they is going to be best for your submissive but also know that the oversight responsibility is there so from the distance you know how are you going to check in on those things and make sure that you're following through because if there's no accountability then well that's that's one nice thing about yeah text Mm-hmm. If you tell your sub to take a bath after a hard day at work, mm-hmm. well, they can take a snapshot of them in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. And then it's fun. And mm-hmm. a lot of what you can do as a dominant, depending on the type you are, mm-hmm. but if you are the type that is wants to be, wants their sub or their slave to be, I don't say be happy because you could be a complete humiliated masochist and happy in and that be role. Happy as and a be happy as a happy slop. Because yep. it's perfect for you. Uh-huh. So you want to basically, you, you want to make sure you're giving the, this, your sub what they want and what they need. Mm-hmm. But if they want to be happy, and what will make them happy is take a break from grading papers for half an hour and just drink a cup of tea on the porch. Mm -hmm. Make them do it. Mm -hmm. Like you're exercising control because you can see that that is something that will benefit them. Right. But you're being good to them and making the relationship good right and the key there is that you're bringing them back into submissive headspace so because i'm mm -hmm. doing it for you because i've been instructed by you like i was saying with the the exercise of control with the partner like you're telling me you're not don't check in when you're with those other people like that brings me into my submissive headspace because now i'm not anxious about it i'm I'm serving, I'm being happy. And that's that's really where the psychology is at that point. Well, the psychology is when, if you want your slave to trust their master mm-hmm. or their owner or their dom, if you want them to trust you and and every day they're getting what they need 
because of you mm-hmm. and you're making sure that that's happening, you're going to be, I was about to say, you're not going to be surprised, but your, your submissive is going to grow in their loyalty and their devotion and their love and their obedience to you. Mm-hmm. Their trust is going to grow. Absolutely. And that, that happens by getting it right. Mm-hmm. and doing the things that they need, which, by the way, might very well be, depending on the dynamic, but often the case, might very well be doing things to, to please you. Mm-hmm. So if it means, if you're apart from them and it means sending them dirty pictures, it means for them to pick out the porn you're going to jack off to tonight and sending you a link. If it means mm-hmm. calling you and talking to you why you guys play if it means going online and paying your bills Mm -hmm. whatever it is that their job is to do that's also taking care of their needs if what they need is to serve you and if they're submissive on some level that's they do Mm -hmm. Um, it just can look different ways right that's why i don't i don't like the term service submissive Mm. because they're they're all service in a certain way just because you're not doing laundry and and cooking breakfast you're you're servicing by whatever it is you're you're doing it's it's all service i mean am i am i wrong no i i agree with that i i find it i mean unless it's completely non-sexual in the relationship then okay you're a service submissive usually when they say service submissive i actually think 50s housewife right traditional Mm -hmm. cooking cleaning laundry right serving Domestic servitude. Domestic, and that's what they usually mean by service. But right. it, I, it, it, I'm just being a, nitpicking the words. Yeah, I think all all submission in some way is rooted in a service. It's, it's just a matter yeah. of the way it's acted out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can have control over all those things that the person does from afar mm-hmm. as much as you want, if if they agree, as much as you negotiate. Mm-hmm. But you can also. It's also perfectly acceptable. You're not any less of a dom if the person is completely at ease, Mm -hmm. except when they're with you. Right. It's okay to say, you're my submissive from the minute you walk in the door to the minute you leave. You are my 24-7 slave. Right. And then when you leave, you're not. Or when you're home from work, as soon as you call me that you're home to the time you go to bed. And then when you go to work... You're your own person, yep. and I don't have any control over any of that. And it's also very common for for a person who's far away to be a 24-7 submissive when you're with the person and then simply have little things that they're required to do to remind them of their role. Mm-hmm. And that that is a, again, that's more of a headspace thing. Mm-hmm. But that's probably, it's probably the most common. Right. And that's that's great. It's just a, it's a way of requiring obedience. It's a way of being reminded Mm-hmm. It's a fun way of giving your slave or your sub a chance to fuck up so you can punish them. <laughs> because when they have things to do, that gives them the opportunity to do things wrong, which, mm-hmm. as as everyone in the community knows, can be fun. Right. Right? I mean... Mm-hmm. And so all this can be done from afar. Mm-hmm. There are DS relationships with people that have yet to meet. They're all online, right? They're all Especially online. now during COVID. Like during COVID. And if you're in a small town and that's what gets you off, mm-hmm. 
but you don't have that in your town. Yeah. And there's that's not weird. Like if mm-hmm. don't don't think for a second that engaging with long distance just long distance is odd. You know, you just have to exercise the, the same negotiation as anything else. What am I right. willing to do? But you can get into a dominant or submissive headspace, and you can spend an entire evening video chatting with somebody and having all sorts of playtime and requiring to do requiring your sub to do things mm-hmm. in the bedroom while you're live with them. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it is 2020. Like that is the way relationships can work. Yeah. So that can even work as well. So I have a question for you. Have you heard about a DS relationship that was long distance for a long time and they finally met in person and it actually worked out? I do. You, yeah. ha- you have heard this. Mm-hmm. Because this, this is one of those things where once you meet in person, a lot of times it isn't what it was on video. Yeah. You've I'm, seen it work? I've seen it work. Mm-hmm. I, I know of a couple that I introduced, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. That um, I, yeah, and I've never met either one of them, but I introduced them, I mean, in person. I obviously talked to them at length online. So that's but, the, reason, well, the reason I was asking is mm-hmm. because there's, number one, it doesn't seem like that happens that often. Mm-hmm. Just online, right. long distance in general. Mm-hmm. But... The idea of polyamory is you take what you need mm-hmm. or want from every single relationship and don't expect more. Mm-hmm. So you can have a dom, a master, a daddy, whatever you want, sub, slave, property, right. for a specific amount of time to get those certain power exchange needs met. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever have to expect it to be anything more than that. And that's perfectly that's a legitimate relationship. It, it, it's of course, all in of what course you... it's an absolute legitimate. It's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Um, if you tell your parents, they won't understand. <laughs> no, no, hundred percent, they won't. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you tell your vanilla friends, nor will they. Mm-hmm. And if you tell hundred people in the community, some per- percentage of them probably won't either. <laughs> if they're older, <laughs> I don't know. This like the old leather community. They probably think that's weird. Oh, probably not. They're really progressive. Are they? Yeah. Well, I was I was saying older. I'm picturing like the old the old bears and the old right the old like I don't know. Just I'm just picturing old people in general. Just old people. Yeah, that they, they aren't going to get it. But yeah, don't let anybody tell you that if it, if it works for you, let it work for you. Mm-hmm. Negotiate, and negotiate, negotiate, renegotiate. If something's not working or you want need more protocol. Talk to your dom or your sub, your submissive about it, and figure out how to make it work. You know what's funny is that as we were, because we don't plan any of these podcasts, we just start talking. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is as we started talking about this, like ninety nine percent of what we're talking about just applies to every DS relationship. Mm-hmm. Also, yep, like in person, n- none afar. of it, none of it was any real different, other than just saying it's okay to have long distance protocol and yeah and how those things might work out over text over email on zoom meetings or whatever like, yeah mm-hmm. it's totally stuff you can do with somebody you live with or that lives across the world that's funny mm-hmm. so you could get a get a dom in another country yeah i wonder how that would look i wonder if there's cultural things that would make them i don't know the couple i 
I was referencing were in England and France, so not too far culturally. But traditionally, but, those are mortal enemies. <laughs> and they work. Think, maybe, uh, maybe not so much in 2020. I think they're going on about a year and a half together. Are they now. really? Mm-hmm. What about the friend that moved to Louisiana? Was that a long distance? Um, no. She was with me. The Oh, no. Yeah. Well, her dom that she met was long distance. Was that until... out, of an, out of another state? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's working also? Mm-hmm. That's working so I guess also. it's worked a few times. Mm-hmm. So maybe the odds are better in a DS the long distance. odds are in your favor. And if not, it's kinky fun play and enjoy what you get from it. And have, when you don't... Enjoy every second of it. Yeah. So if you have questions or please, please reach out and let us know how you exercise your dominance and submission when you are separated. We would love to hear from you. Contact us on our social media. It's all linked up from kinkbuffet.com or you can email us at kinkbuffet at gmail.com. And as always, tell us where we got it wrong. (laughs) Manny likes to be corrected. No, I... I, (laughs) I always like to learn. I don't learn a damn thing when someone says, I agree with everything you said. It just reinforces what I already believed, but I already believed it. Yes, please. Feel free to expand our minds, too. Feel free to open our minds to other ways of thinking. I I, I mean, I'm open to everything. Feel free Mm -hmm. to tell me I got it right, but don't hesitate to say that Mm -hmm. we're not right. I want to hear it all. Until next time. Bye.